0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, (laughs) wimpy. Blah. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! (sighs) Ah, smell the difference? Hefty, ultra-strong has arm and hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty, large black bags.
2: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the 5 Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. We're now over 400 members on Off the Floor, which means you can communicate with all of them all day long and with us. We pop in there all the time as well. Just $2.99 per month. Bypass the clutter of Twitter, X, Instagram, everything else, and get your heat news here. And you can find the link to it right here in the description of the podcast and on the YouTube channel and pinned to the top. Of the five reasons twitter page want to mention a great sponsor of the five reasons sports network but specific to this week we talk all the time about rock esports center in palmetto bay that's just a little south of um we've been there a few times now we've had 2k tournaments we're doing it again on saturday for heat nicks and for those who are oh it's too late to drive all the way down there this is a three o'clock game so you can come watch the game with us at three o'clock no cost to that and then you can enter the 2k tournament which is going to be right after the buzzer so of course alex is gonna well he's not going to defend this title because he didn't win the title last time but you can beat him there so go to rock esports center in palmetto bay and again check the twitter account because i've been posting the link on a daily basis check it out it's a great place and we'll have food well it's just gonna it's gonna be a good time and now you can watch terry Rozier face the knicks oh that's a giveaway and now today's episode
3: down to this game
2: Yikes! Yes.
3: Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. wait here's the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like the said, you in trouble, y'all. check the floor, playing, got an all van. Y'all seen the block? Stop with one hand. Impact we trust, it's power Have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
4: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Silvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
2: Welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. They made a trade. Everybody's been waiting for a trade, something beyond just shipping out Dwayne Dedmon. They made a trade and we're going to talk about it here. I'm Ethan Scholar. You can follow me at Ethan J. Scholar. Look at the Five Recent Sports. I got Greg Slavander. Check out his instant reaction podcast. He did it with Brady Hawk earlier today. So check that out. A little bit more of a basketball focus of that one. We're going to do more of a front office, kind of looking forward focus on this one. Also, got Alan Salito. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket and our guy, Eternal Bass, who you can follow not just on Twitter, but also hosting on playback so make sure you download the app and you watch the games with us which is one of the cool things that we do over at the network all right let's get to it terry rosier has been traded Uh, this didn't come as a surprise to some of you who follow us we've greg and i i think have been uh, and we'll get off of this right after this but we've been leading you this direction for a little while if you subscribe to off the floor that it was going to be rosier really comes down to this this is the hedge move Um, it's a move to make you better right now and give this build a better chance and particularly give Jimmy a better chance at this late stage of his career, but it doesn't kill your future. And so this was kind of the move that you made. And we can argue about whether or not going after DeJounte Murray or somebody of that ilk would have killed your future. It certainly would have required more assets. And for this one, there really is very little being included. And this reminds me of previous trades that the heat have made where you're like wait that's all they gave up like they gave up josh to get jimmy butler they gave up josh richardson a first round pick and they ended up unloading hassan whiteside or to get Iguadala and crowder they gave up justice winslow who they didn't really want around anymore they got off of dion waiter's contract and james johnson's contract like this reminds me of those transactions that it's like wait that's it and i mean they essentially traded a disgruntled 37 year old point guard who had 15 field goals in the entire month of January. They got a point guard who had 16 field goals in his last two games. And they gave up a first protected first round pick that could become unprotected uh, the year after. That's not a whole lot. Uh, So I'll Greg, I just want to, I want to let you in on this first because I want you to get into the contractual part of this. And then eternal Alex, I'm going to bring you guys in on some some of just the fit stuff, not just not just now, but into the future. Go ahead, Greg.
1: So in our excitement earlier in the emergency pod, Brady and I didn't touch on this, and I think it's an important place for us to start. Uh, Terry Rozier is on the books this year for twenty three point two million dollars, and that accelerates to twenty four point nine million in 24-25, That would be next season, and then twenty six point six million in twenty five twenty six. The interesting thing about his final year is that it has a partial guarantee. Only 25.5 or 24.9 is uh, guaranteed, but it becomes fully guaranteed if he plays 70 games and if the Heat make the second round of the playoffs in either of the next two years. Super weird uh, qualifiers there. He's going to earn all that money. What I want to point out here and what I think is important, important to point out is that he made a significant financial commitment to Terry Rogier. They took him on for this season plus two more years. They are envisioning him as a mainstay here. I also understand the fact that he is a movable contract and we could talk about that later, but not today. Today, I look at Terry Rogier as a player that I think can fit. I think that he's going to be rejuvenated to be around a winning culture. And so it's super exciting. And I think that, that when you look at the financial ramifications and what they had to give up, he, I mean, he's not a $50 million player. He's not a $45 million player. And that may actually benefit Miami in the long run.
2: So I do want to mention something about the, the economics uh, before we kind of, again, look at fit, which is that, you know, I saw some Heat fans on Twitter talking about, well, Mickey saved money. He did this year. I mean, the Arisons saved money this year against the tax. There's no, there's, I mean, that's just the facts, but they basically committed themselves to being a tax team for several years into the future. So that was the trade-off that they made. So for those who were concerned that maybe they wouldn't trade Lowry because they didn't want to take on any additional money, I, I don't think, and I'll get the, I'll get the download on this eventually. I don't think that Kyle's, it, little interview, you know, minute and a half interview we did with Barry and I the other night contributed to getting this done immediately. I, I don't think it's that linear. I think it was moving towards this for a while, obviously. Um, and Kyle was just less and less productive, and they knew he wasn't going to be happy coming off the bench. And so, it's addition by subtraction and addition by addition. And I, I'm out on the limb on this one. And I'll go, I'll go to you uh, first on the Celtics and then bring in Eternal. You and I, Alex, you and I did the podcast uh, where we talked about Murray, uh, John <laughs> and Terry Rozier. I, I went on the side of Rozier because, again, it was the hedge play. Uh, you were a little bit more on the side of Murray. I know that Eternal was more on the side of Murray. But now that the, the move is made, are you comfortable with it?
4: Absolutely. I mean, we've been just, you know, as, as a as a community of Heat fans and observers and media members on our Discord server, there's been so much talk over the past couple of months about, you know, all the different point guards that may or may not be available. And, you know, for one to finally happen, it's, it's cool, right? It's like a relief off of everybody's shoulders and, and a, a weight off of everybody's shoulders. And honestly, I just think there was a lot of toxicity about the Kyle situation. And I'm not saying because it's not, not because he didn't deserve to be criticized or anything, but he kind of became the face of their problems which of course was is a little overblown, but he was undeniably um, part of their issues. And to go from somebody who was, um, who had a 13% usage and which has gone down steadily every season that he's been here in Kyle Lowry, again, 13% usage is very low to somebody in Rozier um, who's had a, you know, to be fair, a very, very high usage on the Hornets. They're going to they're have to figure out, um, you know, how to, for, for, he's going to have a little bit of an, an adjustment period, I think where he's going to be here. He's still going to have plenty of shots and opportunity, but it's not quite that role and where you're just kind of doing whatever you want for a meaningless um, a team that has nothing right. No playoff prospects. And it's just kind of building towards the future. It's a completely different scenario. He obviously started his career off with the Celtics. So he's been in that position before. And I think he's gotten to be a much better player ever since he's left the Celtics. Like he, he, he grew into the, the type of player that he is. And I just think he, despite the high responsibility and usage that he's had over the years with the Hornets, the efficiency has kept getting, kept getting better. And I think he's kind of had the reputation as somebody who's not like a point guard or a great passer. And I honestly, I think he's underrated there. Like, uh, you know, um, and I think I mentioned this on the pod that we compared Murray and Rozier, but he has, an, he has a career high assist percentage this season. Of course, that's not going to directly translate. He's not going to be ball dominant here as he was over there, but I, I do think just getting somebody who can generate paint touches, who can score there um, is very proficient, you know, in the short mid range area, area that the Heat love to score at. I think he's a good shooter. I think he can play off ball, um, you know, as a type of shooter who, who isn't just standstill, right? He, it doesn't just have to be like wide open catch and shoot threes. He can do it as a pull-up guy and is a very proficient pull-up shooter this season. Um, I also think he has some movement stuff to him where like he can catch and, um, you know, catch and go and, and kind of get up a quick, a quick shot. I think he's a pretty good decision maker. I think, you know, it's just a big upgrade that it's it's the easiest way to put it. It's an it's an upgrade over what Kyle was giving you. And like I said, there's going to be some, I think, uh, some growing pains in the way that you adjust with him. But I think that is what you have the best coach in the league for right? Like I think Spo, um likes having these sorts of challenges, right? Where it's like, okay, how do you add this piece into the puzzle? How do you optimize him and how do you fit him with the rest of the guys? I suspect he's going to be starting um, from day one. And, you know, maybe he's the type of guy who you bring off the bench in the playoffs. If you don't want to start two quote unquote, small guards, all of that we could talk about later as of right now, it's about figuring out how he fits with your best players and what he can do um, and like Brady and Leif touched on in, in our earlier pod, it's just about that offensive juice that he brings, man. And they needed it. That's I think that was th- 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 those were the themes, right? And what people wanted to trade for with this team was the offensive juice and a point guard, and you kind of got both in one. And I, I just think he's somebody who is probably a cleaner fit than somebody like a Dejounte, cost them less than somebody like a I mean uh, significantly less than somebody like a Dejounte would have cost for. Even though you know I would have been very cool with that move as well it seems like there's sort of a bidding war there. And now Rozier, like, you know, we talked about on the other pod, it's it's a very reasonable play. I, I like the move for the Heat. And honestly, the most optimistic, like, um, way of looking at it to me is you replaced your in, three guys in your playoff rotation last season of Kyle, Gabe, and Max with Hawkes, the rookie, um, Terry Rozier, and you've got Tyler Hero coming back. And I just think with those three guys, like – that's a big. That's a very different dynamic than what they had in the last playoff run, and also the one before where where Hero was hurt. And I just think you, you have mo- so much more shot creation there. And again, no disrespect to any of the guys that are not here anymore, but I just think they've upgraded. It's quite simple and plain. Hawkins has been like their fourth best player this season. Um, Hero is is still Tyler Hero and has gotten better this season. And now you got another bucket getter who can pass and you know break down a defense and make the play. I, I think. Uh, they they've become more dynamic as an offensive team if you're just looking about I mean looking towards the playoffs and I think that's what you can be most excited about
2: well I, I mean they've done this before um I <laughs> you know I, I was looking at the ages of the two best point guards in Miami Heat history when they acquired them and uh Goran Dragic was 28 turning 29 Tim Hardaway was 29 Terry Rozier is twenty nine. Um, I I don't think it's a coincidence that they look for point guards in that age bracket. Uh, you are because again, they went out and got Kyle Lowry Eternal at a much more advanced age, and let's just be honest, it didn't work out. And so they've kind of gone back to a a more of a prime point guard somebody who and Tim Hardaway's situation was different because he he had the injuries he was an electric player prior to the injuries he was a different player in Miami and he had actually slipped behind BJ Armstrong is and and others as like the third string point guard in Golden State but Dragic and Hardaway were not happy in their current situations I don't think that was the case necessarily with the but he wants to be here and he provides some of the things that those two guys provided. I, I think more so maybe maybe Dragic. Uh, But again, in the age bracket where you're not too old, but you've played enough as a point guard to know who you are, I feel like that was the target here, and it came at very limited cost. But Eternal, I'll go to you on this, because I know you were more of a Murray guy uh, on all this. Uh, you know, it looks like he may be targeted for the Lakers. But would you have held out? And thrown in because you probably would have had to throw in one of your favorites in Yovich to get something like that done
3: well i think i said it um i don't know if i text you or grade one of you guys wherever i said it but i was like even as someone that believes in nico's potential right i'm not gonna say like as a supporter or staying or anything like that because i want to keep it objective but as someone that believes in his potential i would have but again, like we talked about on playback yesterday uh, with me, you and Brian, I mean, as far as the floor gap between Terry and DeJounte, I don't think the gap was that big. Uh, To me, you would have been making that move off of what you can maximize and how high that ceiling is between the two of them. And to be honest with you, Ethan, uh, Greg and Alex, I just felt like I don't I'm not really upset with this move. Like, I love it. Uh, I feel like especially if any of you uh, that are on social media, specifically Twitter, like it's been blasting since yesterday of finding old Terry Rozier tweets. And you can just tell he um, is a staunch supporter of D-Wade and the Heat. Um, he bleeds the culture not only through his tweets, but the way he plays, you know, you can just kind of tell that he's a guy that gives 100% of himself uh, to the team. And I think um, one of the things that makes me really, really excited about his addition to the team is that you can tell that fire is going to come out. Like we've been talking about on playback, on the pods, like Miami has been lacking um, that fire the last five or so games where they've been coming out flat, whether they've won those games or not. You just feel like they haven't had it. Nobody's on the bench when they've gotten um, when they've gotten blown out. Uh, by the magic recently nobody was talking and you you just dropped the game on ud's night on ud's retirement night and nobody's talking nobody's mad nobody's upset or anything like that and i don't think that's the type of thing that you're gonna have happen with terry roger on the on the roster not to say that he's a championship level point guard or anything like that but just a guy as far as character wise like he's not going for that shit um, and I just think it's a, it's a great addition. There's nothing to be upset about.
2: Here's the thing: he wants to be here
3: very clearly. And that
2: different that that differentiates him from what we've been looking at here for the past two and a half years. And you know, I, I don't want to make this a a Kyle Lowry post mortem. We're uh, you know, in terms of his tenure in Miami, we're going to do that probably at some point on a, on a future episode and really dive into it. But as I've said on podcasts over the past week, they never got Toronto Kyle, And not just as a basketball player, but what they thought in terms of him as someone who would be committed uh, to their particular culture. And they found out later that maybe some of the stuff in Toronto was a little overstated because they protected him on certain things there as stars are always protected in their markets. But they thought they really thought they would have someone who would want to lead consistently. And they and lead the heat way because Kyle has his own way of leading, but lead the heat way. And I just don't think it ever clicked the way that they had hoped for. And obviously the basketball stuff, he's 37 years old. Like nobody is supposed to play point guard at a high level at that age. And they were not anticipating that he would play it at a a high level at that age. And they just had no other choice this season. And at 41 games, it was just enough. And now they have a player who is, look, Kyle Lowry in his prime is better than Terry Rozier in his prime, but Kyle Lowry is not in his prime and Terry Rozier is. And that really is the end of the story on this. We want to mention a great sponsor of the five reason sports network, our friends over at shoptubculture.com. I'm surprised we haven't heard from Richard about the trade yet. They're huge Miami sports fans and they've got a great thing for you. If you're looking to do something nice for someone in your life, Tub Culture makes bath and beauty products that are handmade using gentle natural ingredients with no animal testing, and they have something for everyone—from soaps that gently clean, the bath bombs that smell amazing, and fa- fun, <laughs> excuse me, add fun colors to the bath. Say that six times fast. Plus, shower steamers for a spot like aromatherapy experience at home. How did I get through that part? Handcrafted lotions because no one likes dry skin, and scrubs that clean and moisturize in one step. So use the promo code five F I V E. You get ten percent off your order of twenty bucks or more. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge so learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help visit betterhelp.com slash miami heat today to get 10 percent off your first month again that's better help com slash miami heat all right i want to start with a journal on this side and just and move it uh, through this. So the next piece of this, and the reason I'm starting with you on this is because you've had a certain perspective on the Caleb Martin situation from the beginning of the season. But now that's strictly in the I mean the Kyle thing has has been, you know, that's happened. And now the question is what's next? And as Greg has been pointing out, others have been pointing out they have a lot of money committed now going forward to Tyler Hero, to BAM's extension coming up, possibly another Jimmy extension. Down the line of some kind, Um, obviously Duncan's contract is starting to wind down at this stage, but there's a lot of money out there. And the question was, were they going to pay Kayla Martin if Kayla Martin opts out, which he likely will, even though he hasn't been in there as much and been as consistent as he was last season. And I think the lean now would be no from them i'm not saying for me that's another argument here but i i, I think it's less like it would seem less likely to me today than it was two days ago that caleb's going to be resigned because they do have this financial commitment going out a couple of years to terry Rozier. i'm not saying it can't happen but i, I again i think the odds have gone down a little bit so i guess eternal the, the question is would you trade him now
3: yes uh i thought that the market was made for them getting somebody like a Terry Rogier just because of the new CBA that's coming up a lot of teams were going to be on the move as far like there's a lot of parity in the league and not a lot of uncertainty and so um you know to kind of piggyback off what we talked about earlier with the whole DeJounte thing I just felt like hey you had a market full of guys that you can get that can help your team and I um I think them getting Terry and only having to give up one first round pick to get him, I think it puts him in prime position to make some other moves um, with Caleb, with Thomas Bryant, Drew Smith, unfortunately. Um, and maybe, maybe if the right thing comes available, maybe Duncan. You know, I don't, I wouldn't like to part with Duncan, but if you find something that's really, really attractive out there that can round out the edges of the team like Grig, Sean. Um, most of us have talked about that, that Jay Will, James Posey, Antoine Walker type of thing, but it's just in season. There is an opportunity for them to move Caleb, who has been struggling with injuries. His defense isn't as sharp. He's been kind of pressing during games a little bit. So maybe you get guys that kind of tighten up the screws of the team and make it function and, and all better, all better, the jail better
2: to that point because we've discussed this before but i don't think it's ever been right here now right because we've talked more about lowry than we have about caleb on podcasts for the past several several months if if you can squeeze a run out of caleb like you got last year can an argument be made that you just ride it out
4: i mean no doubt and i and, and you know me I've i've always been somebody who's been a fan of caleb's game but um and it's been no no secret that it's like his his situation has looked shaky uh from the start of the season with you know he had the he had the stuff going on with his body and where he didn't play for a while, came back and played you know, I think um decent offensively, not as good as you wanted him to be defensively, but he kind of gets a certain benefit of the doubt after doing it on the biggest stage. and no, I'm not talking about Celtics Caleb Martin. I'm just talking about like the steady baseline he gives you overall because i think the celtics matchup was more about the way that they were guarding him and him just taking advantage which of course to his credit but i mean like his baseline not his best i still think is a helpful player for you and in my opinion like um maybe he's not quite as needed as he was last season when he was probably consistently your fourth best player and now he's kind of gone down it's like okay hakas is there duncan had that stretch where he was there obviously tyler's healthy you just added rosier um uh where he's it's it's a good thing, though, that he's not as needed as before. Now I think he can just fill in, you know, kind of the whole of the team. I still think he separates himself from other, some of the other guys in his class, um, like in his wing class on the team, just from the way that he can kind of get to the rim on or off ball. I still think that's going to be helpful for them, even though Terry does bring some of that. But I think that, you know, he can kind of go back to playing that role. And I think ultimately that's part of what Terry does for this team is stabilize the hierarchy a little bit and because of what we know about the way that jimmy treats the regular season I, I think terry helps in that way as well but going back to caleb um i think he has had an up and down season and i think the only way he's going to command a big time um a big time market in free agency is like you like like what you said ethan he has another a uh, big playoff run with big moments. But I think because of their roster situation now, where he might not be like that every night closer, like maybe he used to be, um, I don't, I'm don't. i a little bit skeptical that he's going to get paid as much as people think. And I obviously we would have to go through some of the numbers uh, as far as like how far they are from the second apron, what would they be able to make happen as far as him and Highsmith if they wanted to bring both back, have to see what is and isn't possible. But if there is a way to bring both of them back and stay under the second apron, I bet the Heat would love to do that. Cause it seems like from what you guys have heard that they they've loved him behind the scenes. Um, The guy's a hard worker and you know, maybe, maybe the compromise is, you know, and this is something I was talking about earlier. Maybe the compromise is you give him like a two year mid level, whereas it's it's not a long-term deal. So you don't have to worry too much about what he looks like four years from now with the injuries. I, I don't know. Right. And that's looking way down the line. But to me today, the hierarchy of the team, regular season and playoffs have kind of been sorted out a little bit. I think, the 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 roster as it stands now makes a little bit more sense. You can build some pretty fun lineups. And we already thought the team was deep before, and they just added somebody who's averaging 23 and uh, 6.5 assists this year on, on pretty good efficiency, man. And more than that, just to get into some of the numbers here that I didn't say before, um, three out of the last four seasons for the Hornets, including this year, Terry Rozier has been in the 92nd or higher uh, percentile when it comes to offensive estimated plus minus per ducks threes.com he's just a very very good offensive player um and i think that he really really needed that and then when you go and look at like you know the rim attempts per 75 he's having a career year there too building from last year where it's at he's putting up 5.6 um shots at the rim per 75 this season it was 5.3 last year just to kind of quantify that and give you some perspective tyler is at 3.2 uh was at three last year for the year before so I think he gets into the paint a little bit more, um, but as a guy who also is, like I said before, very good in the short mid range. And I think it's just, he's going to settle other guys and get them into, into their positions. And I think this is going to help Bam a lot too. Just somebody who can, who is a scoring threat off of pick and rolls, which, you know, the stats have been put out there about Rozier being a very good pick and roll player this year. I think, I think it's going to help. I think it's going to help get those easy buckets for Bam. Rozier obviously creates his own buckets, and really, um, like I said on the pod where we were comparing the two, it, all of this comes down to um, the emphasis on moving the ball and making quick decisions. Because the, the way that this could go ugly is if this trade somehow makes it, you know, makes them go backwards in that aspect. Where, like, they don't figure out the fade and it's a bunch of guys taking turns and it just never looks that good. I think there is a small percentage that that happens. I have, I'm optimistic that They're gonna figure it out, but, but I do think figuring it out just means going back to that identity of moving the ball, nobody holding the ball for too much. Because otherwise, I think you're gonna get diminished returns from Ozier if if all you're looking for from him is one-on-one play and you're taking the ball away from others. I think it, it there needs to be a balance, just like with anything else. And I'm looking forward to see the way that he fits into this team. And maybe it does make Caleb a little bit um more replaceable since Rozier gives you some of the stuff at the rim, but to me. Like, I wasn't looking at it that way. I think Caleb is a good role player, a, a, a workable, helpful role player, and this should help him too.
2: I, I think that when you look at Caleb's season, uh, it has never really gotten started. And I, you know, now this is this shuffle is kind of looks like sort of one last chance for certain guys to prove that they are essential. Yeah, And now you're at a stage where Haquez has taking this next step and his minutes are not going anywhere. And you have the Highsmith decision to make after this season as well, which you know is kind of like we've talked this is the Lowry, it's it's Caleb, uh, and it's Highsmith. All right, I want to do this uh and I want to I'm gonna close with Greg, but I want to do this uh yes or no. Okay. Yes or no with Alex and Eternal here before we uh, get to anywhere else. All right. Does Terry Rozier uh Eternal in your view? Uh, put Miami on a level with Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia and I say this on a day that Milwaukee fired its coach.
3: I'm not going to add anything to it but yes.
2: Alex, does it does it put them on on does it put them in tier 1? Cuz we've been talking about the east in tiers this year. Does it elevate them over Cleveland, New York, Orlando, Indiana. Brooklyn kind of slipped can, out of it, but th- basically those teams.
4: We can stop playing. Like we knew that the Heat were a step above those teams, right? We already knew this. Like, come on here. What what are we doing here? And I, and I know regular season is a different they story. Like,
2: they haven't looked like it in the last week. It's now, fine. Say that. Look,
4: they were a five hundred team in the regular season last year, made it to the finals. I'm not saying it's gonna happen again. What I'm saying is their success in this era gives them a certain benefit of the doubt, whereas you put them a you put them in a tier above like these teams who are Again, not to be disrespectful, but cute stories. I'm sorry. Like, the Pacers got better. The Knicks got better. The Cavs are good. Like, these are all good teams. I'm not trying to downplay them. But, um, yeah, the Heat get put when it comes to um, playoff tiers. If you're not going to put them right in that tier with Boston and Milwaukee, at the very least, you put them in with Philly. And don't get me started on Philly. And I'm not going to. But uh, what I'm saying is, we, we know the deal with this Heat team. They're all about the playoffs. And like I said before, I think their playoff roster is just a lot stronger than last year. Whether it all comes to fruition and everything works out perfectly and they're back in the finals, you know, who, who's to say? We're, we don't know. Like, the other teams got better, for sure. When I mean, you look at the top teams or these middling teams that are in the same kind of um, tier standings-wise with the Heat. But, of course, I, I do think, like, when you get down to brass tacks playoff-wise, even if you're telling me Jimmy isn't full playoff damn near Michael Jordan Jimmy, if you're saying it's 90% of that, I feel pretty good about their chances, man. I think they match up pretty well with the best teams, and nothing is guaranteed by any means, but you know they're not scared of them, And I think they're a lot more dynamic now, and I'm very excited to see what Spoh's going to do with these guys. He's He's got some challenges ahead of him, and I think it's good that they got this trade you know, done a little bit earlier to get some more reps in and it's going to be really interesting, man. It's going to be really interesting to see the way that they, um, that they kind of work him in here.
2: So first thing on working him in, I think that's a good point, And I probably should have gotten into that a little bit earlier on the podcast. There's going to be some bumpy stuff here. Um, and I think, you know, we've seen that with this organization, whether it was with LeBron and Wade or whether it was Dragic at the very beginning or whether it was, uh, uh, the, the Iguadala Crowder moves, which everybody hails now but uh, forgets the first two weeks after they were acquired, where it looked
1: even Jamal Mashburn
2: for a little while. Jamal Mashburn, it, it, these moves, these midseason moves, as good as your coach is, it's going to take some time to work them in. And so he fans are going to overreact to everything in the first week. And then if it doesn't work and Terry's playing well, they're going to blame others. We know who they're going to blame, probably probably 14. Uh, and we're in the direction that this, this is going to go. Uh, but Eternal, I'll go to you on this and then I'm going to let uh Greg Greg close on it. Uh, in your view, Eternal, will Terry Rozier be here for the length of his contract?
3: I think Terry Rozier will be here as long as Goran would.
2: Wow. Okay. So that's about, I mean, we're talking about the same age. So that makes some sense. I mean, Goron is basically here for six plus seasons, right? So that's, if they got Terry got, Rozier until age 34. So twice as long, be, as, it'd long it'd be, as the contract. Right. right. Twice as long.
3: Before you go to yes. Greg, I would say that I would say this quickly. I think Terry's attitude blends well with the guys on the team, it's especially Jimmy. And also you can't discount how much that man loves Wade. Because it, it was the yeah. same. It was same for Depot, right? Like you just you buy in just an extra bit more. Um, yeah. But I also think his game, he's having a career year as Greg and Alex have said and I think his game is going to blend well really really well with Jimmy and Bam Tyler is to be determined
2: well I'll say this about blending well with Jimmy Um, that matters for now for the first next couple of years but ultimately what's going to matter is how he blends with Bam I, I think that that's that that's really the thing to watch here like is this the point guard? Because we know Dragic did some of it, right? But, again, Goran was store first, Greg. I mean, that's kind of the way he did. But he learned how to how to throw lobs. We've talked about that. Um, Lowry didn't do for Bam what he was supposed to do for Bam. Bam did it for himself. Like, I, early on, we were like, okay, Lowry does the thing where he throws the ball on the Bam and runs to the other side of the court to force Bam to be aggressive. Bam's passed all that stuff at this point. Now we were at the stage where Kyle wasn't making Bam any better as a point guard. And the other thing, the the other part of this, not just the blending with Bam, Terry Rozier's ability to defend is going to be critical in this. Because if he can defend at all, okay, at the point of attack, it's more than the last guy did. And because the last guy could not defend at the point of attack, they had to try all these gimmick defenses and all this switching and everything else, and they may still do some of it, but I'm just saying, like, they, at least they have a chance maybe to guard somebody before he gets in the paint, whereas it didn't appear beforehand that they could do this. And Alex mentions the 6'8 wingspan, which should help. I mean, anytime you add length to your defensive roster, that's a good thing. But, Greg, I'll go to this, and we'll close here, okay? Um, I was trying to think back, because there, there are reasons to criticize the Heat organization for a variety of things over the years. of 25, 30 years of a regime, you're going to make some mistakes. It just happens. And we've gone through the mistakes 16 and 17 were the two years that probably the most mistakes were made from a transactional standpoint. But the one thing they don't do is lose trades. Like I'm going back through their history, like since Pat took over, like they don't yeah. lose trades, right? Like they they always they give t- up less than we think they're gonna give up. They always end up getting rid of somebody or something that they don't really want or need anymore. I can't, what's the last trade, like significant, significant because tra- They didn't lose the Bosch and Wade, uh, Bosch and, J- and LeBron trades, even though those had to be trades because, you know, they lost to the CBA at the time because they had to trade all those extra picks to give them six years. Right. And then they ended up, didn't end up staying six years. Anyway, they got the opt outs after four and left uh, or, or at least one of them left. Bosch resigned, but What's the last trade they lose? They didn't lose the trade in the 05 offseason. They, no, they so I was going to say they,
1: they, they take lemons and make lemonade because they turned a really bad Shaq situation into a Marion situation that turned into a Jermaine O'Neal situation, and that mm-hmm. got them through a little era. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they've tended to figure that stuff out. Um, you're right. There's not a ton of transactions other than some little stuff maybe around – what they've had to do to dump players with, with draft picks in the recent mm-hmm. you know, couple of years that maybe someone would criticize. But for the most part, when you're talking about trades for players that project to be impact players, no, the Heat don't lose these type of deals because usually when impact players arrive in Miami, if they buy in, things work out well. And you saw this with Goran Dragic. I don't think any of us 100% knew. We knew he wanted to be in Miami. But they all say we're not for everybody. You don't 100% know till a guy gets there. I get the sense Terry Rozier is very much going to absorb what he finds and really buy in just the way Goran Dragic did. And I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Goran. I don't want to put that kind of weight on his shoulders. I just think he has that type, he has the type of opportunity right now where he can find himself a home an organization that's about winning. He can play in the playoffs every year. He just has to buy into a role. I think he's ready to do that. And I think that it's going to be a role that not only maximizes him, but it's exactly what the heat needs right now. So that's just to me, uh, they don't lose trades and this will be another one that I don't think that they'll lose, frankly.
2: All right. I had a chance to talk to Zoe on the side, uh, the other day, uh, at the gala, okay, we couldn't go in, but we were on the red carpet. Uh, about and about the foundation that he and, to a certain degree, Tim Hardaway set right in a week that Wade was honored, Haslam was honored, right? They had this gala and all this, and all of this stuff. It kind of started with the acquisition of Zoe, and we talked about that, okay, and the the lineage that goes on from that, and the conversation that he had uh, with Riley with the Aris with Arison uh when he came in and what they were going to create and he said it all came true and i said well actually it's been better than that right like because again he didn't win a championship in the first in his first stint with the team and of course the kidney disease may have had something to do with that but when you look at at their lineage of trades okay it started with zoe they won the zoe trade they won the Tim Hardaway trade by a landslide. They took in a player who nobody really wanted anymore, and he ended up becoming <laughs> – he finished out a Hall of Fame career, still playing at a Hall of Fame-type level, at least for the first three years of that of, of his time in Miami. They didn't lose the Mashburn trade. It was kind of a push. They gave up Kurt Thomas. They brought in Mash. It didn't work exactly how they wanted, but he was a big part of it. Right? Go ahead.
1: There, There's one trade. I don't there's know one. if they we can say they won – the Eddie Jones Mashburn deal, but it was under no. the different circumstances because Alonzo got sick. But that yes, one didn't... got sick.
2: We'll never know. We'll never know, right? That that yeah. one we, we don't know. Well, actually, Anthony Mason was an all star for them their first year. So the first year, but then again, it was sort of went bad later in that season. They got swept off the floor by Mashburn and PJ Brown, actually. So that one didn't work out so well. But the 05 trades worked out. Uh, and you look at the other deals that they've made over time. Again, the Jimmy trade, Josh Richardson. Now he's back. They I got rid of Whiteside in that deal. Pat doesn't lose trades. There, there are other things that don't always go perfectly, but he does not lose trades. And I don't. He didn't lose the Dragic trade. You mentioned it at the time. There were like two first round picks. That's a lot. Okay, that's not like the current currency of that. There's been inflation with uh, with compensation, but he was worth it. Um, and and I think that a first round pick and a guy that you just couldn't have around anymore. I I don't think at this stage uh, is not a lot to give up. All right. We went long, but that's fine. Uh, This is, uh, we got, you got your transaction, everybody. Uh, Thanks to Alex. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Eternal. Thanks to our sponsors. Go to shoptubculture.com. Sign up for our 2k tournament Saturday at Palmetto in Palmetto Bay. There it is. Heat Knicks, three o'clock, 2k24 tournament. At 6 p.m., spectators, of course, free to come in, competitors, $15 entry. You can win the entire prize pool, and we're adding prizes on top of it this time. So, you know, and Brady's coming, we think. I don't know. I, Alex is game enough to do it. I don't know. We're, we're going to have to get in touch with, with his agent. Yeah, I, I don't even know who his agent is at this point. He's, he's so sought after. Have a good day, everybody.
1: Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five and Sports Network. After all someone needs to listen to my